Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 302. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Hello. We are Tonyless today, and uh, this is going to be a kind of a different week. We are recording a day in advance, and uh, you'll notice next week is our best of episode, the uh, fan favorite every year, and uh, look for that dropping next week. Uh, We'll be recording that later this week, and I do believe we will have Tony on that one. But uh, this is our sports podcast, and uh, not a lot to get into today, but some good stuff. Uh, Should we... Uh, well, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. I don't know if I said that or not yet. Uh, let's talk NBA. Yeah, the only thing I have on here is uh, probably a new story I could have written at the beginning of the year, but uh, Anthony Davis got hurt and will miss a month. So oh boy. Um, it was going to happen eventually. It's as um, if people don't drink milk anymore or something. Uh, my my mom made the exact same comment about it, and I'm like, you old people think milk is such a miracle. <laughs> I don't well, think that's it. Were people just sturdier 70 or 50 years ago, 40 years ago? I think or, people people got hurt and they just died forever. I mean, like Bill Walton like was an MVP and then was like played three more years and was had to go be a TV guy. Like it just when pe- okay, people well, like Anthony Davis would just go away forever. Bill Walton's kind of an anomaly. I feel like there's yeah. some more Rasheed Wallace. He played some good minutes. Okay. Marcus <laughs> yeah. Camby. Patrick Ewing. He had all kinds of injury problems. Yeah, it's hard to remember if they did yeah. or not. But ugh, it's just it's painful. It's it's almost like I can't even watch them or the Clippers because I'm too nervous to see what's going to happen. Like, yeah, just we need to save them. But then at the same time, the Lakers are bombing this season. They're making a little bit of a comeback. But well, they won the uh, so Davis left in the Nuggets game and they still won that game. Big win. And then they beat Washington yesterday. So. I mean, it sucks because Davis is having a great year, but LeBron's yeah. like, okay, I can I can carry you guys for a couple weeks here. And then he's going to go out. Yeah, most likely. But it's still amazing that he's averaging <laughs> almost 30 points. At Speaking of Rasheed Wallace, is he still an assistant coach? I would think so. Was, I always look for him on the year, bench, yeah. and I feel like th- he probably has an agreement with, like, you're not allowed to show me. Yeah. Now that you have yeah. high def, I don't need people seeing this bird shit on my head. He won't fill in, yeah, his hair. So, I don't know. Mm. Let me see if I can find anything on the I internet. always look for him in the bench, and you never see him. I'm also probably expecting to see him have a headband on and, you know, a wisecrack uh, or two. I'm reading that he never actually joined the, the team. Are we even sure he's, like, alive and well? well we don't know, because it looks like he never actually did join the team. <laughs> he was supposed to uh, become a coach. Well, no wonder they're did. not doing that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make all the difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is that the only NBA story? Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, Anthony Davis can bounce back. And uh, he's one of my favorites to watch shoot. His, his shot takes you to church. I love it. All right. Let's talk about the ML or MLB. Yeah. So, like the last uh, remaining big free agents all, all signed this past week. So, uh, I'm going to go through them here. Uh, Carlos Correa, I mean, I, I spoke about it last week, like, oh, maybe because he's an Astro, his market isn't there. Well, I was way wrong. He got a 13-year, $350 million deal. Not bad. So, yeah, the 350 is the largest ever, I believe, for a position player um, in 13 years. It's just ridiculous. So he's, uh, I believe, 27 now. So that takes him into his age 40 season. 
Uh, and baseball players lately have not been lasting that long. So uh, this could be a really bad contract at the end of the day, but it is a uh, it's just a lot of years spread out. So, um, again, that's that's to the Giants. The Giants struck out on a couple big free agents, but they ended up getting uh, one of the biggest ones. Um, and then after that, Dansby Swanson, another shortstop. Uh, he signed with the Cubs on a much smaller deal, seven years, $177 million. So uh, they're only paying Swanson through, I think, age 35. And that's more reasonable. Um, yeah, because like a lot of if this year, if you looked at like who the best players were, they're all typically younger than 33. There's kind of like a hard cutoff. There's still people who have good seasons, but their defense completely wears away. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a problem for Correa. Is, is he going to be playing shortstop at age 38? Probably not. Uh, then the next one I got here, Carlos Rodon, the, the last top pitcher on the market. Uh, the Yankees signed him six years, $162 million. So uh, Rodon was an elite starter with the White Sox. Then he got hurt, and the Giants gave him a like a one-year, let's-see-what-you-can-do deal, and he was very good for him. Uh, he had, there was a lot of health risk, but now the Yankees are taking on that risk. Uh, they have the financial resources to take on that risk much better than other teams. So. Um, yeah, and that's the thing with uh, pitchers is they don't get those 13-year deals. So six years is kind of the highest you'll see. Yeah, you throw your arm out. <clears throat> uh, next, we got uh, Andrew Benatendi going to uh, the White Sox. Five years, $75 million, Just a solid player, plays good defense, makes contact. Uh, he's bounced around the past couple of years, but um, a nice signing. I would I would have liked him for the, the Dodgers, but... I uh, know they, they aren't willing to give up that much money uh, this offseason. Uh, but they did finally make a couple moves here. Uh, first off, they, they signed Noah Syndergaard to a one-year $13 million deal. He turned down a lot more money. Uh, this is less money than he's getting that he got last year from the Angels. Um, and he had a pretty good year. Uh, but he said he's going to the Dodgers because they uh, work magic with pitchers and really help them turn around their careers. So uh, he says he wants to go do that, You know, get a $13 million for a year. Uh, maybe get some new uh, pointers on how to be healthy because um, he is still one of the most talented pitchers. He came in so dominant and just cause struggled with injuries, but um, he struggled with velocity last year. He's like, I need to throw faster. That's what his thing is. He's a power pitcher. So um, I like that signing for the Dodgers. And then they uh, signed J.D. Martinez uh, to be the DH. So one year, $10 million deal. So yeah, yeah, not very uh, risky. A lot of these deals the Dodgers have done have been, uh, one year stuff. That's what they're they're trying to do is remain flexible and also stay under the luxury tax line. So, um, but what that did mean is with the Dodgers signing Martinez is that they weren't going to retain Justin Turner, who was uh, probably the other option at DH. Uh, so Tur- Turner ends his uh, decade run here with the Dodgers. Uh, he ended up signing with the Red Sox. He gets getting more money. He's getting two years, twenty two million. Um, but it could be a one year. It's one year, fifteen million at least. So the Red Sox can cut him after this year. Um, Turner, I think, is a year older than Martinez, and he's getting a longer deal or a more expensive deal. So I understand. It's it's very sad for the Dodgers fans. I talked about it on a podcast earlier that so many of the uh, players that have contributed to these winning teams are have come and gone, and uh, Turner's the longest tenured of the position players, and it's uh, quite sad, but. Um, enjoy Boston. It's got to be a fun city and fun place to end your career there. I'm sure they'll love him there. Um, unless he's completely terrible, but <clears throat> if he's like, All okay, lobster, you can eat. Sure. I mean, he looks like he belongs there. He looks like the guy from Sam Adams with the, with the overalls. Like you can totally right? buy it. 
He has that big beard. Okay. Justin Turner has probably the biggest beard in all of baseball. So. And I apologize. I, I, <coughs> I am sick and I'm coughing a lot. It's really hard to talk this much. <laughs> um, all right. So there's three, like, the three biggest free agents remaining are Nathan Eovaldi, starting pitcher, uh, Taylor Rogers, a closer who uh, had a good first half, bad second half, uh, and Jerickson Profar uh, from the Padres, just kind of a utility guy at this point. Um, so a lot of the big names are, are all gone. Um, so it's all about making little moves at the margins, finding a gem. But uh, yeah, all the big names have uh, now signed. So uh, now we have three months of silence, basically, in in baseball. So I'm sure something will come up. This yeah, there'll be a trade or something. Always in the news. Yeah, but uh, this is probably the last of any sort of weekly update for baseball. All right. Well, another thing that's come to a close, uh, World Cup. Uh, Argentina. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to end our... Taking one down in 36 years, I think it was, their last World Cup. Is that right? Um, It was like, yeah, 1988, 1984. I don't know. Yeah. So I actually tuned in and watched a majority of this. I saw that they went up 2-0 right off the bat. And I was like, well, this is soccer. That might as well be 100 to 50 yeah. in, in basketball. It was like, good night. to putting on you know, the Grinch or something. And then checked uh, Yahoo Sports. And I was like, holy smokes, we're tied up. Yeah, um, I, I woke up at six in the morning to watch this game because I had the times wrong. Um, yeah, last week started at seven, right? Yeah, last week I said it was at eleven because all the games that have been eleven. But then it was like I looked up and like, oh no, it's earlier. Your phone's on my Arizona time or something. Yeah, I had in my mind that it was six a.m. and um, I went immediately back to bed, um, get that extra hour. But <laughs> yeah, uh, the, for the people who are like, oh, two nothing, it's over. Um, Argentina has blown. I think. Two two zero leads already. This well, um, that's why I checked my. I could have been just done yeah. with it and said, "All right, they got it." Yeah, including the last the last matchup as well. Uh, they blew a two zero lead and then still won at the end there. Um, I will say, I believe Tony from uh, you know the get go was uh, putting his money on uh, Argentina for Lionel. Yeah, uh, that's, it was a big deal that he's like one of the best of all time, but he has not won a World Cup, which is like, hey, it's a team, it's a team award, and like. He doesn't play for the biggest country. Argentina is a good country at soccer, but they're they're probably not a juggernaut like Brazil or France. Um, but I mean, they historically have won. Uh, I think they won back to back in the eighties or something. Um, but you know, they haven't won since then. Uh, but a lot of people were rooting for him. A lot of people hate him, but a lot of people were rooting for him. Uh, they lost that first game to Saudi Arabia way back when, and that was even like the title of the podcast. It was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the only game they lost the entire tournament. And uh, funny how that that works out there, uh, but yeah, it, it, a lot of people are saying this is like maybe the best final there's ever been because not only was it a two zero uh, game that went to two uh, two, then went into extra time and <clears throat> the teams traded goals again. Um, I believe France tied it with uh, under ten minutes to go in the, in the, the overtime there. Um, not expecting that to happen, and and it did. Um, and crazy that it was uh, Mbappe who had all three goals for France. So uh, he ended He's up with the most the most goals in the tournament uh, for a second straight year, I believe. Uh, France won it last time, and he he won it. Um, and just narrowly, I think, one goal more than Messi, which is kind of crazy how that works out. But uh, it, was an, it was a nice little like young versus old uh, matchup there. Although I think there's not really a ton of one-on-ones in soccer, especially – you don't really say those two are going one-on-one against each other because um, yeah. they play the same position. So they actually, you know, Messi's going against their defense and 
you know, it's not it's not like um, you know Kobe guarding LeBron or something like that. It's not the same. What a matchup that would equivalent. be. Yeah, which I don't think probably happened that often either. But I'm sure it, it did happen sometimes. Of course. Um. <clears throat> also, probably have to acknowledge that Croatia won third place. That's that's nice. I like that they have the third place game. Uh, NCAA tournament used to have a third place game way back in the day, but they haven't had that in in years. Um, I like that it exists. Uh, I did. I didn't watch it, but you know, it gives you something for uh, Croatia. I think you now they second place last time and third place this time. It's pretty, pretty nice oh, showing right for there. them. Yeah. Well, very good. And uh, tune in in four years. Yeah. Well, three and a half. Oh, yeah, three and a half. I guess. Yeah. So. In Where Vancouver. in China will it be in four years? What? It's always in China. No, like it's the in, Olympics. Or do they don't America. care over there? It's in America next year. We have the World Cup. Well, the entire continent has it. We've talked about this, but oh, I don't uh, pay like, attention to soccer. There's like 15 cities, um, including LA, um, but also like Vancouver and uh, Guadalajara. Um, those are the big ones. I think Montreal and Toronto and Mexico City and Houston. Houston's very important, you know. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Okay, uh, we're going to close out with the NFL. Yeah, uh, we're 15 weeks in, so we're we're heading towards the end. Three games left for every team, so uh, we kind of got a good playoff picture going, but um, it's still nothing set in stone. Uh, so I'm going to go through the week here. Um, the first game, 49ers, Brock Purdy wins again, and uh, another efficient performance from him, uh, beating Seattle, and I believe that clinched the division for them, so they've locked up their playoff spot, but they're uh, going for more. They probably want that number two seed in the NFC. Uh, but they didn't get it this week because the Minnesota Vikings, uh, despite de- being down 33 to nothing in their game, uh, made the largest comeback in NFL history, uh, winning 39-36, I believe was the final. Uh, just, just insane. Um, again, 33 has just never happened before. I don't know how many times 30 has even happened. It just It's so many points in the NFL that, like, the other team really has to fuck up and like give you free touchdowns and never score again, which is basically what did happen. Uh, I think they Colts threw some interceptions and made some fumbles and that kind of stuff. Just and I don't know. Kirk Cousins is, has has the magic this year. I think he has seven fourth quarter comebacks of their eleven wins. So uh, that's why people aren't that impressed with the Vikings. Is that uh, they're barely winning these games? I mean, if you said. Uh, before the game that, uh, oh, Minnesota is going to win by three against the Colts. You'd be like, that's not that impressive. But uh, coming back from 33, nothing kind of is. But yeah, also very shitty to go down 33, nothing against a mediocre team. So. Uh, but still, it's NFL history. It's important. Um, and that was a Saturday game. We had three Saturday games because um, I, I don't really know really why. There was a lot of college football bowl games, too. Uh, the lesser ones, and I'm sure we'll review later, but. Um, they did have three games. They were all on the NFL network. I could not watch them, but I did know they existed. Um, the Browns won. Uh, they beat Baltimore. Baltimore was out without Lamar Jackson and they only scored three points. They looked really hopeless. So, um, I don't know what that means. Baltimore now dropped into a wild card spot, lost their division lead. Uh, then the last game of Saturday, uh, the bills, uh, played in a snow game in Buffalo there against the, the dolphins. So, uh, that was a big story coming in. Team from Miami having to go up north and play in the snow. Could they handle it? Uh, Miami handled it pretty well. I think they uh, went down early and came all the way back. I think they were up by a touchdown at a point. Um, and it came down to the last drive of the game. 
tie game. Bills winning on a last second field goal, um, which is is really big for the playoff race. That it knocked uh, Dolphins down again. And they're probably uh, out of the um, AFC East race, uh, so they're really just going to be fighting for a wild card. Um, yeah, just kind of maybe clears that whole wild card situation up. Uh, the next big wild card game here was uh, my team, the Chargers. Uh, they won, but it was close. Every game they play comes down to the last second, and I just hate it. I hate watching it. Um, they just can't score. They're ugly. Uh, they were up by a touchdown with you know two minutes left, and they, uh, of course, allow the other team to tie it. Uh, but with 40 seconds left, they got a game-winning field goal and won the game 17-14 and uh, got themselves back into the playoffs. Uh, I think they're the sixth seed as of now at 8-6. Uh, and six. Uh, so that's big. And the, the Chargers, clearly, if they win out, they will make the playoffs. But likely if they win, even if they win just this next week and then lose the next two games, they might actually still get in. I mean, hopefully that they win. I hope they win all three. Um, I think it's reasonable that they'll win um, at least two out of the three. But uh, whenever you say that, they're going to break my heart. That's what I'm worried about. But um, just win these next two, and it's basically like they have a, a 99% chance of making the playoffs. So. Um, you don't have to worry about some freaky Denver game at the end of the season, which has me worried. Oh. Um, and then yeah, another game with a uh, big playoff implications here is the New England Patriots, who were the seven seed coming into the day. Um, crazy game. They were down two touchdowns, came all the way back um, on the Raiders, who have blown five two touchdown leads this season already. Just crazy. Like it's never. I think the most has been three in a season. The Raiders have done it five times through 13 games. Um, just really shitty. Um, but the Raiders were able to come back. They um, got a last-second touchdown uh, to tie it. And then the Pats, instead of just running the clock out, uh, their running back decided to try to make something happen and uh, lateraled it back to a receiver who decided to throw it back to the quarterback who got completely demolished and a defensive end picked the ball up scores with uh no time on the clock uh, walk off win for the Raiders just a crazy thing you'll never see in a million years um pretty crushing especially with the playoff implications there uh that it knocks the Patriots out of a playoff spot uh, but even with the win maybe the Patriots weren't going to make the playoffs I don't know I'm not very impressed by that team uh, also does keep the Raiders alive in the playoff race although it's very very slim chances but uh, keeps them alive that's all all you can ask for right yeah <clears throat> Another kind of game that uh, means something for the playoffs, but you know, regrettably so, is that the uh, New Orleans Saints beat Atlanta, going to uh, five and nine on the season, uh, which keeps them alive in the race for the NFC South division lead, uh, which is just embarrassing. Uh, but they're only now a game behind Tampa Bay, and if they had won a couple weeks ago when they should have, they would be in the first place. So uh, that whole division is terrible: three, five, and nine teams, and a six and eight team. Um. And then the Lions, fighting for the playoff lives, uh, they had a big uh, conversion on fourth down to take the lead against the Jets. Uh, they've now won six of seven, uh, so they're seven and seven, and they are still alive in the playoff race. I think the Vikings clinched the North uh, with their win, so um, Lions have to go for a wild card, but uh, very, very possible. Um, and for the Jets, that's another loss. They were, I think, seven and four at one point, now lost three in a row maybe, something like that. Uh, but they are now at seven and seven, looking outside the playoffs as well. Um, although I actually should confirm that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, wild cards are Baltimore Chargers, Miami right now. So, Pats and Jets 
eighth and ninth place. Um, uh, next game here, the Jacksonville Jaguars also trying to fight for a playoff spot, trying to stay alive in the AFC South. Uh, they made a big comeback against the Cowboys and had a, a walk-off overtime win on an interception return. So they go to six and eight and um, just a game behind Tennessee. So they could uh, potentially, if they win out, I think they will win that division, uh, which would be a nice little comeback. Um, and I want to um, give my thanks to Trevor Lawrence for really turning a season around and also like saving me in the um, in fantasy sports. I don't talk too much about fantasy sports, but um, I had Kyler Murray as my quarterback. Uh, he got hurt, and then he had a bye week, and then he got hurt again, and I had to turn to quarterbacks on the uh, open market and somehow was able to pick up Trevor Lawrence a few weeks ago, and he's been awesome ever since. So uh, that was a huge pickup by me. Um, so I want to thank Trevor well Lawrence. Well done, Andy. For- well, I want to thank him. It's really, it was really him who uh, played the game, um, literally. So it's really, it's really about Trevor Lawrence. So. Mm-hmm. And it's great. He was the number one pick. He was a, one of the best quarterback prospects I've ever seen, and he just had a bad rookie year. Now he's good second year. So <coughs> uh, the Chiefs had to go to overtime with the worst team in the NFL. Uh, kind of crazy that it came to that, but they still pulled it off. I don't know what that means. The Chiefs just don't care about these games. They're kind of like. They're kind of like an NBA team that's good every year and kind of fucks around the regular season, you know, like the, like the Spurs of like 2014 and stuff like that, where it's just, oh, like, yeah, or the Lakers of 2002. Uh, that's what it feels like with the Chiefs, which is like, yeah, we know we're better, but we don't have to try hard every game. Um, the Bengals had a huge comeback against uh, the terrible Tampa Bay team, uh, down 17 nothing. The Bengals think won the game like 34 to 17 or something, just. Really bad. The Bengals seem kind of blessed right now. Everything's working out for them. Uh, I think they're up to 10-4 and four and took back the division lead. Um, and they'll probably end up winning that division, especially if we don't know when Lamar Jackson's coming back for Baltimore. Uh, so that's a, a big blow there. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of doubters for Cincinnati coming into this year after that Super Bowl run. And they had a rough start, but they have completely turned it around. They look uh, incredible uh, on offense and pretty good on defense too. So can they are they just as good as the Bills and Chiefs as a, as a real question is there is the the top tier really Bills Chiefs Bengals or is it Bills Chiefs and then the second tier um, we'll see when it gets to the playoffs um and then the Giants New York Giants 7-5 and 1 taking on Washington who was also 7-5 and 1 um because they tied each other a couple weeks ago uh this is the big rematch and it was in Washington and the Giants have been struggling haven't won in I think two months. I think they, they were seven and one or something at one point. Um, Giants won the game, but somewhat controversially. Uh, there was a game, potentially game-tying touchdown at the very end. Uh, they got called back for an illegal procedure. Um, means they, the formation was not uh, valid. Um, in the NFL, you have to have so many guys standing on the line of scrimmage and so many guys not standing on the line of scrimmage. There's all kinds of weird rules about that. Uh, the controversy was is that there was a receiver that w- should have been on line of scrimmage. He was a little bit back. But again, there's no line. There's no physical line. It is like an estimation of like, where am I? So the receiver asked the referee, am I good? And he says the referee told him, yeah, you're good. And then as soon as the play went, the ref threw the flag right on him. Um, which is, if that's true, that's real shitty. It's also like these rules are just kind of <laughs> archaic. Um, and it had nothing to do with the play. Uh, the wide receiver was way far out towards the sidelines, 
and it was just a run up the middle. It had no effect at all whatsoever on the play, uh, and it just took a touchdown away from Washington, um, who then on a fourth down attempt to get that touchdown, uh, the receiver was uh, pretty clearly it was pass interference, and the refs did not throw a flag. So uh, Washington was um, the victim of two pretty bad calls at the end of the game. So. Uh, that'll be that'll be talked about. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, if Tony was here, he'd have some words about it. Oh yeah, um, a lot of conspiracies, of course. Uh, we'll come about that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think refs are just sometimes assholes. They want to be part of the show, um, and they do shit like that. So yeah, yeah. And that's a that's, well, that's, that's the recap here. Uh, we're doing Monday, so I don't have the Monday game results yeah. in yet. But um, doesn't matter. It's a game mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. So exactly. All right, well, uh, that'll wrap up our sports podcast. You've been listening to episode 302 of the Tony Stake Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. See you later.